KBCS is powered by listeners just like you. Support this and other KBCS stories, interviews, and highlights by donating at our website, kbcs.fm. Next is a story about Tanya Mendoza, who was born in Mexico. She was brought to the U.S. by her family when she was three years old. Mendoza grew up in the U.S., had a daughter and a stable job. And when Mendoza's daughter was five years old, Tanya Mendoza was deported from California to Tijuana after her roommate called the police during a confrontation. KBCS reporter Mari McMiniman, photojournalist Dana Scherholtz, and I went to the border wall in Tijuana's Friendship Park in November of 2019. At the time of the interview, Mendoza's daughter was 14 years old. Mendoza described her experiences of fighting for child custody from across the border. Okay, so you're fighting this custody battle from another country. Yeah. How does that work? I have a lawyer on the U.S. side, and unfortunately I can't be there present. The ironic situation is that I could be present via phone call, and it costs me to even be there, you know, via phone call. It varies from $80 to $200 a phone call. Somehow we have to pay that money from the Mexico side to be present at least via phone call on the U.S. side. Yeah, but I do have a lawyer that's helping me. You know, through all these organizations and the one that I represent pretty much are the ones who are helping me with my lawyer back in the U.S. We know that you have 20 minutes a week with her. Mm -hmm. How do you mother her from across the border? You can't. There's no way that you can mother your kid through a phone call. It's hard, you know, it's hard because, I mean, just imagine what she thinks. She's confused. She doesn't understand. This is what the system does. This is what every undocumented children goes through. You know, this is what an actual migrant goes through. Separation of families, a messed up brain, a messed up life. Um, As much as I try to pretend I'm good through a phone call, as soon as I hang up, I start my misery again. And I'm sure she does too, you know? In these 20 minute phone calls, Mm -hmm. what do you do as a a mom with this 14 year old daughter? Mm -hmm. At first, when I got deported, I would see her. You know, she would go visit my mom and my sister. Before my mom even got deported, she would go visit my house. So somehow we would send letters to each other. I would draw her the border wall. I would explain to her through drawings why I wasn't there. You know, I try to not make it that traumatic because it is, it is, you know, a sad, horrific story, you know, to tell your daughter you can't be there for a system reason or for a document reason right so it's hard to explain that but i try to explain that through drawings and my family kind of tried to explain it to her too after my parents got deported and she understood the reason why we weren't really there you know she got the point i would try to explain that to her even before i got deported like that we were gonna get separated some way somehow i grew up with this like i can't put myself as a victim my two sisters are in the u.s and they see her frequently you know they tell her they explain to her how the system works and the reason why i'm not there physically 
but I'm sure she still doesn't get it. We talk via phone call, we see each other f through FaceTime. What she asks me now that she's 14, she tells me she understands everything that's happening because she sees it on television. She sees the racism on people, you know, how we get treated differently just because of our color, just because of being migrants, you know, and, and she knows now, you know, she gets it, but I'm sure she still doesn't understand why it's happening. I, I wonder more about your daughter. Did she ever say, I, I want to go there, Mom? I want to go and see you. I oh, yeah, she says it all the time. She, she tells her dad, she tells everyone she wants to come and visit me, but somehow, then there is not one day that I don't lose hope, you know? And, and, and yeah, I guess maybe until she's 18, she'll be able to visit me, but hopefully by then I'm already in the U.S. But maybe this has to happen in order for people to understand that we need to fix the system, that we need to continue with a binational law that can actually help even people like myself, even on this side of the border, you know, we're forgotten. People don't know we exist. And maybe this needs to happen in order for people to realize that we're here, our kids are suffering, our American kids are suffering, you know. Society should be concerned because all these kids that are getting separated from families, they're gonna grow up one day and they're gonna do something about it, whether it's right or wrong, but you guys should be concerned about all these situations and all these emotional things that our kids are going through, you know? Whether it's gonna affect society later on or not, we're only gonna know that later on. But why wait till then? You know, why have a kid traumatized? Why have a kid raised with this mentality of hating people just because she never got the help, you know? Or she never got the support, you know? But this is what's happening and this is reality and we need to do something about it. When you were deported, you said it, within four hours you were in Tijuana. Tell me what you did when you walked out of, of the doors. Well, my families, I am pretty much knew that I was going to get deported, right? They already knew because somehow I contacted them from the LAPD. And then after they knew I was going to get sent to the Santana Detention Centers, when the ice pretty much just, they just throw you out, right? So I had a family member on this side, so pretty much they gave me that comfort, you know, and, and I had that help, you know, money-wise and family-wise. I wasn't that lost. People cross and they have no one, they have nothing. You know, they don't have not even a resource or any funds, but I did. I, I, I'm glad I had a family member here, and, and my mom pretty much connected me with a lot of family members that I didn't even know. But somehow you, you're still lost and confused. And, and it's hard, it's hard to now to adapt. Even after nine years, I can't adapt because I still feel American. I do have that ideal of me having my Mexican culture here. But even with that said, like, I still feel American. So it's hard, it's hard. You never adapt, you never get used to it. You know, I, it's just not easy, it's not. So when you walk out the doors, you know, no one knows that you have arrived. Did people tell you this is the way where you can use a phone or something like? No, that was the hard part, like to get an ID, you know, to start life all over again. It's, it's very hard because I didn't even have my school studies here. The only thing I had was my um, birth certificate. And even with that, they don't accept you, you know, because somehow you need to prove that you're a Mexican resident. So how do you prove something when you're not even here for so long? Yeah. So it was hard, it was hard. You know, and all these deportees that are, are coming through, you know, this is why we're trying to help them because it is hard. You don't have the resources, you don't have the information, you know, you've never been here.
A lot of people confuse, you know, a migrant with being a criminal, with being something bad. No, we're just looking for for our families to be safe, for our families to have what everyone has: a good future, a good lifestyle, you know, food, money. You know, everyone wants the same thing. Everyone wants to be calm and have that soothing life of just knowing that your family is going to be safe. We're actually that people that just want to continue and contribute with life. That was Tanya Mendoza and her deportation story. Speaking with KBCS's Mari McMiniman, photojournalist Dana Scherholtz, and myself, in November of 2019 at the Border Wall in Tijuana's Friendship Park. Special thanks to Laura Flores and Jesse Callahan for help editing the story, and to Magdaleno Rosavila for inspiring KBCS to take on this story and for his help in connecting us to it.